Hey, my name's Alex, and welcome to Alex Listens, a podcast about philosophy and politics and race and mental health. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that has so deeply impacted my life, my decisions, my thoughts, um, and everything in between, that I'm amazed that it's taken me 67 episodes of this podcast before I've dedicated one to it. So you can probably tell from the title that this episode is going to be about perfectionism. And I I struggled to come up with a kind of coherent layout for this episode, but I've decided on something that will probably be relatively easy to follow. And that is that, first of all, I'm going to try and describe how perfectionism feels for me, um, how it manifests in my life, because no doubt it manifests very differently for each person. Um, and then in after that, I'm going to kind of describe some of the ways that it impacts my thoughts and decision-making and that kind of stuff. Um, I guess the hope is that I'm introducing or kind of um, revealing to people tendencies that they might see in themselves or in people around them. Uh, Because it took me a really long time to recognize or to kind of be, to accept that what I was, you know, some of the habits that I have, some of the attitudes that I have are pretty unhelpful um, and are pretty unhealthy and pretty destructive and disruptive. So, yeah, that's what this episode's going to be about. And before we kind of jump into it, a few brief announcements. First of all, um, I'm running an introduction to philosophy course. Uh, it starts very soon. <laughs> it starts in a week, the first week of May 2021. So if you're listening to this in the future, I apologize. Um, but I, I think I'll be running more of these. So um, if you're in Melbourne, there is there are two classes that are running in person. You can come along in person and that'd be really cool. Um, and if you're not in Melbourne or if you're in Melbourne, but you don't want to travel to Fitzroy North where the classes are running, there's an online class as well. So the course runs for six weeks as usual with any of the stuff that I do. Um, I'm not expecting to bankrupt people. So, you know, pay what you can afford. Um, and yeah, six weeks, six different topics taught by me. It'll be really interesting. It'll be really fun. I'm going to, I've chosen some uh, kind of philosophers who are not the people who are taught in every single philosophy course. So, um, yeah. And otherwise, the other things I wanted to say were, um, if you're enjoying Alex Listens or any of the other stuff that I do, um, I have a YouTube channel, I do some public speaking, I give some talks, um, you can support me and my ventures um, through Patreon or through PayPal. And the links to all of this kind of stuff, um, to support the podcast, blah, 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 as well as to enroll in the philosophy course, um, all of them are on my website, www.alex.co, or the best place really to keep abreast with all of the stuff I'm doing is my Instagram. That's where I'm most active at Alex listens, A L E K S listens as in, you know, your ears. Um, that's probably all I need to say. So let's let's jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as 
spend my whole day okay kind of like a travel down a one way there's no way to stop feeling okay so in trying to come up with a definition for perfectionism i turn to trust the wikipedia and here's what wikipedia says perfectionism is a broad personality style characterized by a person's concern with striving for flawlessness and perfection and is accompanied by critical self-evaluations and concerns regarding others' evaluations. So that's a pretty good uh, place to start. So I guess one of the one of the most interesting parts of this for me is that it's a personality style rather than... Um, a kind of uh, a pathology or a a kind of illness or something, um, because I feel like a lot of the discourse around perfectionism is that it's some kind of shackle. Uh, it's something that's wrong with a person rather than a personality style, and maybe maybe this ju- is just the kind of reflection of my poor knowledge of psychology because maybe um you know uh, things like depression and uh, narcissism and all of these other things maybe all of these can be understood as personality styles but i'm pretty sure that they're not in modern in contemporary psychology um i think uh depression is understood as a disorder rather than a personality style Um, I think depressive personality styles was once a way that depression was understood. You know, you can have a depressive personality type, but um, not so much anymore. Um, At least to the best of my knowledge, that's that's where we're at. Um, Any psychologists out there, you know, send me a message. And of course, you know, I'm I'm not attached (laughs) to that view. So I'm happy to to be uh, shown um, competing evidence. Um, okay. So yeah, the the thing I was talking about was, um, perfectionism as a personality style. And I think that I haven't really thought about perfectionism as a key component of my personality because it doesn't really feel as connected to my personality as say, like my sense of humor or my, uh, curiosity or my interests or my values, all of those things seem like very central components of my personality. Um, and you know, things that contribute to my personality style rather than perfectionism. Um, I kind of, I see perfect, at least perfectionism for me feels like it is something, it's like a, a filter that all of those things that I mentioned before, humor, interests, hobbies, curiosity, blah, blah, blah. Perfectionism is the kind of, is a filter that, um, that the world passes through before it reaches, you know, my sense of humor or whatever, or the other way around. My sense of humor passes through this filter of perfectionism before it reaches the world. Anyway, that's just kind of a meta analysis of, of my thoughts about perfectionism being a personality style. But Yeah, uh, maybe I'll leave that there. Um, The next part of the definition is that perfectionism is constituted by a person's striving for flawlessness and perfection. And I guess, you know, it's called perfectionism for a reason. There is, for me, perfectionism is characterized by a pursuit of flawlessness and perfection. And if if you've listened to this podcast before, 
Um, one thing that you may have noticed is that the I don't release episodes kind of uh, systematically. I don't release them consistently. Uh, I go through waves. And after having like reflected on my life and my attitudes towards things, I've realized that the main thing that dictates whether or not I'm kind of working on this podcast, which is the main project in my life. It is like the thing. It is my creative, my central creative output. The main thing that dictates whether or not I'm actually able to do it or not, as in whether I'm able to finish an episode is whether I'm okay, whether I feel okay about the stuff that I'm producing. Um, the, the thoughts that I'm having, the way I'm phrasing things, the way I'm planning things, the way I think they'll be received, the way I think I'll receive them and so on. And to a certain extent, I'm sure all of us experience some level of, you know, self, um, kind of, of critical awareness of like oneself in the context of the world. You know, of course, when one has a podcast, a personal podcast like my own, and they talk about their life and they talk about mental illness and they talk about this kind of stuff, you know, you have to kind of have an awareness of the impact of the things that you're doing. You can't, or you shouldn't just, uh, you know, be totally unfiltered because a lot of these topics are extremely delicate and they can be triggering and they can be upsetting and distressing. And so there has to be a level of awareness that one has when talking about such sensitive things. So that's, that is what I feel like is a reasonable level of kind of critical self-awareness. I don't, I don't feel that. I feel something so much more extreme that essentially means that it's most of the time it feels impossible for me to make things. Um, when I'm at uni, for example, and I have to write a philosophy essay, it, it's a nightmare. It's, it's a torturous process because there is never a point at which I feel as though I have produced something that is worthy of someone else's attention, worthy of someone else's time, or a true reflection of what I'm capable of. And so most of the time I feel like I'm stuck in this battle with myself, trying to convince myself that something that I have done is good enough. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned before, that is very different from having a kind of reasonable level of critical self-awareness where you're thinking, you know, is what I've done acceptable for the community? Is what I've done going to be helpful for people? And most of the time, the answer from the stuff that I do is like, you know, objectively, probably yes. Like, you know, I, this podcast is about philosophy. I talk about ideas and stuff with the hope that people are going to be interested and kind of um, taken by them and it's going to get them to think differently about the world. I talk about politics because, uh, you know, I have a, I have a motivation to see the world uh, l begin to look a particular way where, um, you know, certain things are prioritized, equality, uh, um, 
freedom, um, justice, accountability, uh, you know, changes to policy, um, a respect for the climate, a, a respect for marginalized people, um, all of these kinds of things. And there is a sense in which it is very obvious to me how the things that I am spending my time on in this podcast, for example, are of direct utility for me because I'm exploring things and I'm making sense of things and my understanding of the world is becoming deeper. And there is a sense in which I see how the people I interview and the topics I cover can be of utility to others. They can shed light on challenging topics and I don't know, people might learn some stuff, but that's never enough for me. It's never been enough for me. It's never been, let me, let me clarify. It's never been enough of, it's never been reassuring enough that the stuff I'm doing is actually worth being put out into the world and worth the kind of time and energy that it requires from me. And I've, I've tried to record this episode five times. I tried three times last week, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because each time I got, you know, 10 minutes in around about this time, I had, I would reflect on what I said and I would feel so, so horrible. I would feel so ashamed and so uncomfortable and I would feel like I had totally let myself down and that if I released something like this, I would be totally letting my listeners down. Um, and that, you know, this is just a total waste of time and I should really, you know, spend a lot more time thinking about this kind of stuff before I go and make a podcast about it. And all of this kind of, you know, this internal dialogue, this self-talk, this hypercritical self-talk, um, this has been with me for as long as I can remember. Um, and I haven't had many experiences of being free from it. Even when there was a period of time last year when our Melbourne was first in lockdown, um, where I was really productive in the sense that I was really able to push through and push past the some of the obstacles that I would normally feel f- emerging from this kind of hyper perfectionist attitude that I have towards the stuff that I make. Um, but it didn't, for a while I was pleased and I was like, wow, I'm actually like achieving a fair bit. But then, you know, it wasn't as if I was transformed by it. It wasn't as if the perfectionism went away. Um, and as I was saying, I haven't had, I don't really know what it's like to be free from it. I don't really know what it's like to be able to make something and feel as though it's good enough and feel as though it's a true reflection of what I'm capable of. And, and these things, you know, as I say them, I'm, I'm very aware that they don't really make much sense um, and that they are all extremely unrealistic. How does one, how will one ever know what they are truly capable of? Um, Unless one is like deeply, deeply narcissistic or kind of deeply, deeply misled, um, you know, it's, it's probably, this is probably a very normal thought to 
kind of, you know, do something, spend a lot of time on it and still not feel like it's, you know, the kind of the ultimate reflection of what one is capable of. I feel like most people I know, at least most of my friends would, you know, feel that way. They would feel like, you know, there's more that they could have done. But some of them, some of my friends and some people around me are able to kind of draw a line and say, given, you know, the context of my circumstances, this was a really solid achievement. And I put in X amount of time and given all of the things that were happening in my life, I think that was really good. And I'm really happy with the outcome. I don't think I've ever felt that way about anything in my entire life. And I think I realized maybe two years ago that one of the reasons why I'm, or one of the key features of my depression is perfectionism. One thing that means that I find it, one reason why I feel, I so infrequently feel validated and feel, and this is, I guess, sounds like it's moving away from perfectionism and it might be, it might be moving towards some kind of deep self-consciousness that I have or some deep kind of insecurity about actually being capable of producing things of worth. But most of the time I don't feel like I'm doing things. Most of the time I don't feel like the things that I make and do actually feel good for me. They don't make me feel much. Um, they, they don't make me feel, I, I, I don't feel positive. I don't feel reassured by them. I feel meaning. I feel like there is some kind of deep importance to these things. And, you know, for example, this podcast, I've said so many times on it that it is the most important project that I have. Um, it's probably the most important kind of intellectual adventure I've ever been on. Um, and kind of, you know, the most important personal adventure I've been on. Um, but you know, it comes with (laughs) while, while it does feel so important, it doesn't feel particularly positive. It doesn't feel like when I think about the podcast and when I think about how I've been working on it for like three years and how I've interviewed a bunch of people, I don't feel like I've actually done anything that is worth anything. Um, and I guess that does feel quite different from, that does feel pretty separated from the feeling of it being meaningful and it being actually something that's important. And how, I guess one question you can ask is how are those different things? How is the feeling of something being important different from the feeling of something being worth kind of being a reflection of one's capacity. Um, And I guess the answer for me is pretty simple. At least I think it's pretty simple. And it's that I don't ever feel like I've done something that is a true reflection of what I'm capable of. And I think that means that I don't ever feel like I deserve to... I don't ever feel like I've allowed myself to feel comfortable in releasing something or making something and drawing pleasure from the kind of 
affirmations I've received from others or the kind of goals that I've set for myself that I've achieved. I don't, I've never, I've never been able to draw any kind of satisfaction or validation from any of those things. Um, and I think it's really hard. I think it's, I think it's one of the things that I suffer from, suffer with the, one of the things that causes the most amount of suffering in my life. And, and I think that the thing that is driving this is a really, really radical form of perfectionism. My attitude towards most things is that I will, I will not produce something that is a reflection of my true capacity. I will not produce something that is serious enough. I will not produce something that I've spent enough time on. I will not produce something that is good enough. And I guess to kind of take this a bit further, one can ask when, when I say something is not good enough, you know, is, is it possible to answer that question? Can you, can you even turn it into a question? Good enough for who? And I guess, you know, the very simple, the, the most immediate answer that comes to mind is that I'm in a battle against myself trying to convince myself that the things I do are worth something for me or that they are good enough for me. And so there is some kind of internal metric, some barometer that I use to evaluate whether or not something has been completed to, you know, a particular standard. But it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like there is, it doesn't feel like I have any knowledge of what would constitute a good, I don't know, a good podcast episode or a good interview or a good drawing or a good basketball match or a good tennis match or like a good piece of music or something that I make or that I participate in. I don't feel like when I, when something doesn't feel like it's good enough, I don't feel like I know, I know how, often I know how I feel like I have a good idea of how I could improve something. Um, like a lot of people listen back to their podcasts. A lot of people I know who have podcasts, when they edit them, they kind of listen back to the things that they say and, uh, you know, annotate and make small adjustments and stuff. And for me, that's impossible because if, if I begin to listen to, I'm actually totally fine with hearing, you know, my own voice on audio. Like it doesn't, a lot of people ask, you know, is it really horrible? No, it's not horrible. I don't really care. But because I know that it's me talking, I apply this ridiculously strict set of standards to the stuff I'm saying. And if I re-listen to a podcast episode of my own, my gut reaction will be to remove it and to redo it and to make it, to try and make it better. And so I don't, I can't, I, I, dis- I discovered that I, like the editing process of this, of the podcasts I make is, is really minimal. I just, it's mostly just kind of adjusting the sound quality. Um, there's very, very minimal adjustment of content. Um, and I guess one coping mechanism I have, uh, kind of 
formed for dealing with the my perfectionism and my inability to kind of accept something as being of worth is that I don't script these podcast episodes. Um, and I just kind of see where my mind takes me because if I plan things any more than, you know, if I have a podcast, a plan for an episode that is any longer than 10 words, 10 dot points, one word each, then I have, I've kind of over, I've over, um, overstretched myself in terms of the things that I think it would be possible for me to say. So when I first started podcasting, I would often write out entire questions and I would write out entire answers. And then when I would record an episode, uh, I would, you know, try and formulate an answer that was as close to the one I'd written down, but, you know, not kind of transcribed or read aloud from a piece of paper. And I found that if I had thought too much about the topics before I had recorded a podcast episode, I would never feel like I had totally covered the content. And I I just, you know, I've done a lot of tutoring in my life. Um, and I've been at university for most of my young adult life, um, for like seven years now. And one of the, one of the things that one is encouraged to do in a law degree and in a philosophy degree, which are the things that I've studied is try and narrow the focus of what you're doing down to one minuscule thing. And I guess for the perfectionist, that is the worst task ever narrowing the focus down to something and kind of neglecting, ignoring, trying actively trying to neglect and ignore like a lot of the peripheral surrounding areas of discussion. And so in the first few years of my studies, I had a really hard time kind of completing anything because, you know, the more I'd, as I'm sure many of you who have been at university or many of you who have like had late night drunken conversations about things, um, you, when you kind of begin to unpack something, you realize how, how many layers there are to every single thing that one can think about. Um, and when there, when there's a multitude of layers to things, I find it really hard to feel like I have, when I have, when I'm expected to produce something like, I don't know, an essay arguing a particular position or a podcast like this one, trying to explore a particular topic, I find it very challenging to feel like I have sufficiently delineated or explored the matter that I've sought out to talk about. And so where does this leave me now? Where does this leave you now? And hopefully this has left you with an insight into, um, and someone's experiences of perfectionism and no doubt perfectionism exists on the spectrum. Uh, some people might have most people, probably most reasonable people probably have a very mild form of perfectionism. What I was talking about earlier, the kind of critical self-awareness where you reflect on the stuff you're doing and you're like, ah, yes, this is, 
acceptable. This is something that I've worked on and you, you know, there's a kind of foresight and a kind of forward thinking that is inbuilt in perfectionism. And then as you move further and further towards the kind of ideal of perfectionism, you know, the kind of flawless product, the flawless project, the flawless piece of music. Um, in my experience, it becomes harder and harder to draw positive feelings from the stuff you make, um, from the stuff I make. And one thing that has helped me is being aware of this. And for a long time, I wasn't aware that this is what I was doing. I just thought that it was impossible for me to uh, feel good about things because that's how I was. And then, you know, through therapy and through, you know, thinking about my relationship to stuff, I've discovered that one big component of my suffering is this extremely unrealistic attitude and expectation I have um, for myself and for the things that I make. So hopefully this has been informative. Hopefully this hasn't been too (laughs) distressing. Um, And hopefully, you know, if you feel like you have resonated, that anything I've said has resonated with your experience of the world or with projects or this kind of stuff, then, you know, sit with the awareness, um, realize and recognize. And, uh, if, if you're struggling a lot, um, therapy is something that has really helped me, uh, Some people respond really well to cognitive behavioral therapy for perfectionism. I didn't really respond particularly well to it, you know, setting very strict rules. Okay, if I start thinking this way, I'm going to change, you know, my attention, blah, blah, blah. Um, But yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for sitting, walking, cooking, whatever you're doing with me. And um, I'll see you in the next episode, which... I'm going to force myself to do pretty soon because it's been too long and I'm sick of being frustrated with the stuff that I'm making. All the best. Uh, You know where to find me. Alex listens on Instagram. My email is contact at alex.co. Take care. Have a lovely day. I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling.